When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And once you figure out how the, the key to understanding all of this, all of a sudden the whole world opens up to you and you say, oh, now I see why there were a twin towers in New York. New York, the empire state. You need to do some homework on the term twin towers and find out that it goes back to Jacob and Boaz of the of the Phoenician Canaanite. All throughout Europe, churches all had twin towers. You better go back and find out what is connected to New York and how New York comes from the York Rite in England. There's a very sinister, frightening, interesting symbolism that has been imposed upon this country, and the people have no idea in the world what's going on. Begin to see how magical use of words and terms and symbols are used. You need to start looking at the world of the occult in politics and religion. <laughs> Isn't that strange? We were talking about the president, and all of a sudden we got cut off. You can make your voice heard. You can stand up for these things. You can speak out on these things. And people are going to listen. People are going to hear you. And you can affect change. You can make things happen. You can, you can improve the world. You can make the world a better place. That's my motivation. I can stand up for these things that I believe in. I can stand up. I can, I can speak out and I will be heard. I can change the world. Of course I would support him. Uh, I think he was frankly the best candidate for the job. To be honest, there's very few politicians who are as straightforward, uh, as straight, I would say straight shooters, as Jesse is. And so, 100%, I think he would be the best man for the for president, of course. You would not even know about the secret societies. You would not even know about the Illuminati. You would not know anything about the world conspiracy. <laughs> and welcome back for another special edition of the Patreon series. Thanks for pressing play, and of course, I have a very special guest in the house. Mr. Michael Horn is here, live and direct. Michael Horn is the American media representative for the Billy Meyer UFO contacts. As you know, Meyer's evidence includes more than 1,200 stunningly clear UFO photos, films, and video, and the list goes on and on. No stranger to the program. We are glad and proud to have Mr. Michael Horn back on the program. Let's bring him right in, for better or for worse. And with me right now on the line is Mr. Michael Horn. How are you, sir? Michael, I am fine and dandy. Thank you on this brisk fall day in the mountains. Very How are you nice. Doing? I'm glad. I'm you know. I'm so glad you're here, Mr. Horn. It's been a while. Uh, it's been too long. So you know, I'm always excited to have you on the program. Well, I'm always glad to be here and to, to, to chat with you. We, we have a format for discussing things that is different than I have experienced with uh, any other discussions with people about this particular thing, the Billy Meyer case. So I always am interested in knowing uh, how it'll go, where you want to thread the needle and all of that. 
I know it's always in the air. As soon as we get on here, you know, I always take some notes, but then I start talking to you and then my mind starts racing off into all sorts of different avenues. And that just happened right now during the intro. You couldn't hear me. Yeah, you couldn't hear me. But I was, as I was doing the intro, I thought, my God, you know, I've interviewed Mr. Horn so many times and I, I always get these questions that sort of just flow in right before we do the show. And it sort of, it sort of just throws me off all the time. Those can be the best ones, I think, because I personally prefer a non, you know, rehearsed format. Right. You know, it's okay that we, we're going to speak about certain things that we could assume will be discussed with this particular case. But I love it when there's something else to talk about because it really does help me also to know more about this material. So thank you. Definitely, definitely. I'm glad you're here. We are very proud to have you here on the program. And this is going to be a good one here. I can already feel it. And before we begin, um, Mr. Horn, for those that are new, and there will be those out there who just sort of stumble in here and um, they're kind of like, who the hell is Michael Horn? So let's stop. Let's start from the uh, beginning here, Mr. Horn. Okay. I, as I like to say, I was born at a very young age, but I think you mean in, in as it relates to the Billy Myers. The Meyer. Billy Myers, yes, sir. Sure, sure. Sorry about um, that. The Billy Meyer contacts are this rather unique body of information and unparalleled, incomparable, independently authenticated evidence not possessed anywhere by anyone else in this field. Now, I don't say that as a, a matter of trying to sell something or pride. It's simply that w when we speak about, in this day and age, UFOs, a mere you know two, three years ago, UFOs were simply a tabloid topic. And I, you know, would be struggling to find people to, you know, to take it seriously and to speak about it. And now that it has been, it's gone absolutely to the other extreme of absurdity, where any and everything is in the public view with still the same minuscule amount of uh, valid and valuable information. So to address that question, really, the Billy Meyer contacts are uh, the claimed experiences of a man in Switzerland, Billy Edward Albert Meyer, who, uh, you know, the claim being that since he was a five-year-old boy in 1947, he's, he's 84 years of age now, that he has been meeting voluntarily, face-to-face, -face, with human beings from another star system. Now, while there's no shortage of people sure. who are so much deluded, uh, making, you know, rather crazy claims about such things. Meyer has, over the past, uh, let's say, almost 60 years of presenting evidence, actual evidence, to substantiate his claims, uh, he has set this field, you know, himself apart from this silly field, as far as I'm concerned, ufology, um, by the unique quantity, quality, and unparalleled, still irreproducible nature of the evidence and the information that he's been provided. And usually while I wait to, to, to launch this statement, uh, I'll, I'll do it now because it, it seems to be fitting. With all of the concern and interest in UFOs, UAPs, as it's now trendy to refer to these things, the always unasked question for decades in the overall field is, if these contacts are real, authentic, and true, 
What's the reason for them? That is never asked because for most of ufology, you have mere anecdotal evidence, which isn't to say that some of that evidence couldn't do, you know, refer to real events, but anecdotal and unsubstantiated, unproven. And you have the flimsiest of actual physical evidence to support such claims. The government comes forward with the so-called Tic Tac video, which is hardly impressive in terms of clarity, open to much speculation and, you know, unsubstantiated. Yeah. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean, I, I would say it doesn't mean that that wasn't a, a video of a real phenomenon that may or may not originate on Earth. You weren't so, impressed by that, by the way, in other words. Yeah. Yeah. I and, got and, you. Okay. Fair enough. So. No worries. The things about the overall UFO, uh, you know, controversy and things such as the tic-tac-toe video that can be contributory to making a case for it being extraterrestrial, but it, you can't make a solid case. The information in the Meyer context pertaining to not only the extraterrestrials that he claims he's been meeting with for all these decades, but for the presence of other beings above, on, or below the surface of the Earth that possess advanced technology, this is covered in the Meyer case, and I had put out a, a blog last night, uh, maybe it spoke a little about it in the video, that, yeah. but mainly, you know, a, a blog explaining that this whole thing with extraterrestrial presence is also tied into some prophecies called the Henoch prophecies that go back uh, till at least 1987, and perhaps, oh, 10,000 years before that, but in, in the 1987 version where it's specifically stated that if the U.S. persists in its pursuit of a dead-end war with Russia and China, think about how crazy we are, um, that when that is being, you know, uh, prosecuted and pursued, that there is a very high chance that an extraterrestrial race that has a presence that is hidden from any direct and overt evidence, or let alone contact with it, will make its presence known when it aligns with and put its, puts itself and its technology at the service of those countries that oppose us. That's in the Meyer material. And how far back does this date back, by the way? Uh, not at least to 80s, 1987. Right? I was going to say back to like 80 something, right? 87. Interesting. Yes. yes. I figured. Yes. I, I recall. I was going to say about 1986, but 87. Yes. Yeah. And what uh, I, I, um, mentioned, I said at least and perhaps thousands of years earlier, because for those people who will either, uh, you know, decide to look into this material or who are looking into it and want to know where to go, there's something called the Henoch prophecies. Henoch being the German name for Enoch, the prophet Enoch, who actually was uh, around many, many thousands of years ago. And he was not only what, uh, you know, we recognize as a so-called prophet, he was a contact person for this same extraterrestrial race known as the Pleiaren. And he prophesied a, a lot of stuff that's completely unknown to people that are 
uh, you know, dabbling around with the so-called Book of Enoch or religious texts pertaining to Enoch in which this material doesn't appear or had been expunged. He specifically has forewarned about things that are happening right now. And we had the earliest English translation of these prophecies. I think they were on my website around 2002. And in there it also is the foretelling specifically of the destruction of the World Trade Center by terrorists, the WTC, they spell it out, all sorts of other stuff. Now, the skeptics correctly pointed out, well, you've published this right after the WTC event, so that could be backdating, except, as I explained to some people, when you delve into the body here of, of information, these prophecies, hundreds of statements, specific things, you find out that a good number of them occurred after we published them. Now, that means that this document that has things that were verifiably published after the events occurred, it's the same document in which the WTC and other things are specifically mentioned. So backdating is out of the question also because the documents were circulated in German at first and then translated into other languages. So every version of these, even though they came out, let's say 2002, other than the German one, 2002, well, these events that happened after 2002 are in all of these copies. The skeptics cannot deal with this because skepticism is another form of a religion. It's a rigid belief system whereby real facts don't matter because they collide with the rigid, narrow world, and it doesn't even get to be a universal view, worldview of so-called skeptics, free thinkers, atheists, and what have you. And while they, they hit also upon some good points, but they cannot deal with this because it simply absolutely jams their radar. Understood. And, uh, you know, the, the very... I was going to say that the very fact that you're so adamant about this, some people will say that about you, Mr. Horn. Is that fair to say? Of course. Well, you know, some people say that, and that's one of the sort of beefs people have with you. They say, why does he believe that only the Meyer case is the most authentic and the only legit case? You know, people like to sort of poke right. and prowl you that way. Sure. Uh, I, look, here's the problem with that. It's, it's like, first of all, and, and you're accurate in, in the way you relate. They say that I believe it's the only authentic. That's what they world. say. Yes. Right. The problem is this. I don't believe anything. I don't have to believe anything. In my 42 years of research, plus literally probably 200 years of other independent research by uh, military investigators, private investigators, authors, you name it. We have found, first of all, that the case is authentic. That's easy to prove. You see, these are the people that do not go to the, the, the place where you can confirm the authenticity of Meyer's evidence, singular authenticity, within 15, 20 minutes. I mean, that's how easy it is. So they complain because you have to understand we are living. I know you, I think you know, you understand. Oh, yes. We're living in a time where the internet has made it possible for a lot of stupid people to display their stupid uh, stupidity and be proud of the kind of stupid things they say. Absolutely. So, right. So let me put it here because, and, and we, listen, we've all been, certainly we're all ignorant about plenty of things. Sure. And we've been stupid about things in our lives. Maybe we still are. That's fine. Can we get over it? So here's where it falls down with such nonsense. First of all, 
anybody that goes through the abundance of evidence, the methodologies and the reports and everything used by independent experts, not Billy Meyer, independent high-level people, I mean people in national intelligence for this country that I've dealt with, who said, yeah, who approached me as skeptics and came back and said, listen, this is 100% authentic. I'll take on the skeptics. Right. And Mr. Horn, Mr. Horn, I got to stop you there and quickly add, what about those that say, well, this is just a cult as well, Mr. Horn? Sure. That I, I, I've been to Switzerland 20 times in as many years. I've met with Meyer every time. I've met with people. I've come to know many of the people who are or have been associated with the study. I will say the following in the most honest way. Yes, sir. I have found no evidence of a cult because it does not fit the definition of a cult. That being said, I've met people there who either were or are still there who I thought had a kind of mindset that was a little cultic in their own way, and they got attracted to this information and gradually start to wean themselves from that mindset because it's not necessary. A cult requires a very rigid belief system with all authority turned over to a singular leader. Well, here's the problem. It all requires I, all, it all, it also requires a specific broken minded individual. Yes, it does. <laughs> Thank you. And it, and it has. Things that are standards for cults. People try to recruit you. They come and solicit for money. Uh, they offer you all sorts of little perks like the Raelian right. sex cult. That's yeah. the UFO sex cult by the uh, Raelian guy. There's none of that. Nobody has ever knocked on your door, contacted you out of the blue from Billy Meyer or the FIGU organization in Switzerland and said, we would like to invite you to join. It doesn't happen. No special clubs. Doesn't work that way. This is a study group and a publishing well, group. Well, uh, Mr. Yeah, Horn, how how are you going to recruit anyone uh, for this then? If if you don't have any of these um extra these extra little festivities going on, yeah, and you can't offer anybody exclusivity. You can't offer that they will ever see <laughs> or meet see. extraterrestrial. That they're going to spend time with Billy, who's just a you know a guy who at eighty four he has a family, he does his work, he survives assassination at 24th in May. I, he's a man, you know, who's doing his work in life. And he, he doesn't go out to c try to convince anybody of anything either. So there is no, I've challenged me. I said, give me evidence of a cult. I've been there. I've questioned Meyer. I've tried to trick him to see if he was putting me on with, with things that he was saying. I've talked at length to over 20 years, I've met with people there. I've interviewed eyewitnesses to the assassination attempts. What I have come away knowing is that these are the hardest working people I've ever come in contact with, literally myself, that the people who have dedicated themselves to working with Meyer in, in commonality, he has one vote in a group of 39 or 40 people, and he can be overridden. You don't have a cult that, that allows that kind of thing. So these people, when I've been there and I've learned a lot just by joining in to work on the land with other people from different countries, where you learn different things in the process, and that has been invaluable for me. Um, nobody tried to convince me of anything. You, and Meyer... He's never talked to me, frankly, 
about UFOs because that's the least important part of this. I've spent, you know, over 20 year period, I've met with them every time. We've spent time sitting and talking and, and asking, answering questions. The UFOs don't come up. The, uh, only in one regard, actually, where I talked to him, and this is, is actually, uh, they have this in their material because he published, uh, it, 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 all the conversations he has with yes. extraterrestrials, and what I brought up to him made its way into one of them, where I had asked him about on this one object called the wedding cake UFO. I said, Billy, when I look at this photo, I see a difference between this one and that one, where this part of the craft is elevated, this cupola or upper portion. What is that about? And he explained, well, it's like a separate room that they made. And he had it in 2006 or seven. He has it. It's online, that conversation where he was, he said to the player, and he says, I don't know how Michael came to notice that, but he, he was asking, and they were talking about this thing. So it's, that was it as far as UFOs in 20 years. It was the important stuff, the prophecies, the predictions, the way to live life, the teaching, what it's about, deep questions about existence that we, you know, discussed. And also a lot of just joke telling and lightheartedness because this is a man that doesn't get a lot. Of, he doesn't get a lot of humor directed at him. And I happen to like things that are kind of funny. Sure. Um, you know, so this is a, this has been so polluted by the skeptics, a number of whom are in the service of U.S. intelligence, such as a person named Cal Korf, who is supported in his viciousness and attacks. I kind of think put an end to that when I said I would debate him and he would have to substantiate these claims if he wanted to enter into debate. And so they jumped and made a debate without me effectively that didn't. It, it's just silliness. It's I think like, Michael Shermer's still angry with me, by the way. Angry with you? Yeah, I think I think he thinks that it was my doing, my personal doing that got you fired up to email him anything. Oh, and to have an article online where a friend of mine, not even me, a friend of mine took him on and just dismantled his skepticism. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll send you a link. Give me a link. It's like, it's not flattering to him. Okay. But this is a guy that needed his comeuppance, and I... I'm willing to slap him or any skeptic around any day standing on one foot, you know, with a blind foot fold on and one hand. But my friend Andrea took him on and just clobbered the hell out of this guy. Uh, he has a past, unfortunately, that uh, caught up with him a bit. He and other people in this in these skeptical movements, these are very authoritarian, male-dominated movements as well that happen to have uh, a fair, or we could say unfair bit, a very unsavorably savorable history in terms of abuse of women and things like this. And it, uh, it kind of came out a little bit in this thing where he'd been accused of being a rapist, not by us, but that's part of the history. The, the skeptical movement is another one uh, that is just, you know, nonsense. I started to take them on literally 2001. And they, you know, they just lie and shuck and jive and falsify things to try to make something, ha you know, into something that it isn't. And the truth, Billy Meyer, there's a, a statement. He says there aren't enough shovels to to um, bury the truth. And it's like, wow, they have not been able to do it. 
the, the attacks really after this guy, Joe Tisk from United States Air Force Office of Special Investigation and Department of Defense, an investigator and supervisor interrogated me literally for three months and then writes this whole summary analysis and conclusions showing how anybody can determine that this is the Meyer case is authentic. And after that, only these silly little pot shots from, you know, amateurs came our way. And it's like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if we should bother with you at all. And we really, what's the way to put it? The only people that are invested in these skeptical attacks against Meyer are these people who seek to profit from this silly field of ufology and from being defamers. Because anytime anybody actually points to the Meyer case and, you know, people start looking at it, then these skeptics are basically done. There's no there there. Every claim raised by skeptics has been debunked. And they continue to be debunked. There are people making videos now even showing how these claims about this or that thing are just totally nonsensical. But this is – we are in a world this that needs this information, which is why Meyer in this case and the seven – six prophets before him, contact people, exist. This is a world that hates the truth. It exists for the sake of profit, advantage personal benefit, the truth be damned. And that's why we are at the brink of a self-destruction such as has never occurred on this planet before. Yes. And I was just about to ask you, you know, lots of people out there feeling this sort of blanket of fear as of late, not just with the virus, but with everything happening around them. Everyone's been sort of in this sort of like a doom and gloom kind of mode for whatever reason. Everyone thinks there's this pending doom happening right now lots of people stressed out lots of people worried about the future um do you think this aligns with uh, anything that billy meyer had to say sure look in nine in that 19 pardon me in 2004 i put out my own first dvd and i called it the meyer contacts the key to our future survival that's almost going to be 18 years ago and that's because as i got into the information more starting in the late 70s, early, and you know, through the 80s and 90s, I found these prophecies, predictions, information presented to Meyer conversationally about things that were coming. And even more has been released recent going back. The most amazing material now is the material Billy Meyer authored in 1947 when he was 10 years old for telling this pandemic foretelling the vax catastrophe, as I put it, foretelling the erratic <laughs> president that we uh, just disposed of, uh, and mentioning, you know, the that the U.S. is on a, on dissent. He further elaborated on that back in 1975 and throughout, because we have been warned that the fundamental operating principles, the priorities, the purpose the policies of this country since its inception has been world domination, control of others to extend our power, despite the warnings to not get involved. But, you know, some we've heard that, you know, yeah. more. that is the real business, the literal business of this country where the trillions and trillions of dollars go 
to, pers- to pursue this domination, invasion, and, and, and control over everything while the citizens of this country are literally going to be in, in the process of being literally dispossessed, literally. And that capping kind of commentary was published by uh, Meyer in 2017. I'll even, you know, while we're talking, I'll, I'll bring it up because there's a couple things in there that... I'll just quickly mention, Mr. Horn, you know, since the dawn of time, man has always sort of thought of um, the world as something that, you know, wouldn't necessarily be here if we go, but that's not the case. I mean, the world will always be here, no matter if we are here or not. But um, going back to, you know, the dawn of time, man have always sort of prophesized the end of days, you know, since, yeah, since the beginning of uh, civilization, you know. And of course, we have religious wars and terrorism and, you know, we have these viruses now, these viruses that were created in labs and it's it's quite unusual to say the least to say the very least and it makes me wonder if um maybe this is just another thing that us humans are sort of wired to always think the same way we are wired to always worship well these things are tied in and uh, you've hit upon a number of things of course that are covered look we started to publish billy myers information specifically about covid-19 right February 25th, 2020, have a document online, 14 specific things, all of which have been corroborated independently subsequent to our publishing them, copyright verified. I even put what's called the new online COVID test on the blog for people who would want to cut to the chase and realize that, yes, Billy Meyer and his very real extraterrestrial friends I've known about this for a long time. The warnings have been there. As far back as, I think it's November of 2019, they told him, this is a pandemic coming. It was created in a bioweapons lab. Its origins are with a vengeful American who went to China to meet with Mao Zedong in the mid-1970s. This vengeful American who had access to Mao Zedong, started to put the pieces together, wanted to wreak havoc, take out his vengeance on America for its humiliation of him. And this man met with Mao for that purpose. And there was the initiation then of what would ultimately here become also the SARS uh, of 2003 and this particular thing. Mao died before he could do much more, but this was being developed in secret Chinese labs without the knowledge of the Chinese government. Okay, so if you want to put together some pieces, who could that vengeful American be who in the 1970s had been badly humiliated in his country and was in a position of significant enough power that he could go and visit or revisit with Mao Zedong. According to what we deduced, a number of us, and what appears to be have, have been confirmed by Billy Meyer, Richard Milhouse Nixon had been humiliated, forced to resign from office. Well, that's right, yes. He's known to be a very vengeful, angry, vindictive person, and he had opened the doors to China in, during his term, if you go back, he had access to Mao and others. 
And if you go, we published all this information, you would think if this was all of the wonderful conspiratorial geniuses and all the UFO people, see, they don't want at the, at the cost of the, discovering the truth about this deadly disease and more from its inception at the cost. They will keep it hidden. They will never breathe a word so that they don't have to say Billy Meyer and have people go and look into this themselves and go, shit, (laughs) this has been in front of us all this time. And everybody's calling this guy a hoaxer, and he has 45,000 pages of information and all this prophetic stuff that's been proved true about virtually everything that's happened today. He's foretelling decades ago, there will be tremendous firestorms and hurricanes will sweep across America. We've just been going through that. There were 84 wildfires going on two months ago in, in, in this. I mean, how stupid do people have to be to not notice? And how greedy do these goddamn phonies who represent themselves as experts on UFOs and conspiracies and COVID. I've sent the COVID information to Sue Peters. I mean, look, he's doing great work. I've sent it to Dr. Jane Ruby. She's doing great work. No responses. They don't want to look into, oh, my God, oh, that can't, oh, good gosh, Uh, pass. There's something I call the COVID, the Arizona COVID catastrophe. I've published a lot of blogs about this, and I'm not done. There might be some film coming. I tried beginning less than a month after I get Myers information, March 5th, I begin to send the warnings throughout Arizona, the state I'm living in now, to from the governor on down, politicians, bureaucrats, medical people, and to all the media that I can find in this pathetic state. There were five cases, five Cases in Arizona when I began to do that, Michael. Now, let me tell you, not a one of those people were interested in writing back. I got no calls. I had to chase down, chase down media people who also then refused to look into it. They told, they gave me every reason under the sun why they would not even investigate it. Five cases beginning March 5th. I'm looking at a page now that says Arizona total cases. Wait for it. 1.13 million total goddamn cases of COVID in this state. 20,509 deaths in a state filled with absolute incompetent morons and knuckle-draggers who divide their attention between politics and religion and are too stupid and self-centered and incompetent to serve their own best self-interest. This pandemic, as early as March 5th, had the investigation begun. It could have been contained controlled and conquered in this state. The news could have moved its way up the news chain. Good luck, but it could have. That's what could have happened in a country where officially right now there are 44 million cases and 724,000 deaths. I tried. I've documented this. I have recordings I've documented. I've got the emails documented. This is the Arizona COVID catastrophe because of the utter incompetence 
from local radio stations like KNAU and the, the pathetic newspaper here, Arizona Daily Sun, the Tucson Sentinel, even Sision, the national uh, press release. I have a re- I have a recording, an hour and a half, trying to figure out how to get an executive from this press release company to approve a press release of all absolutely you know, copyright verified information from Meyer on this. They wouldn't do it. We live in a country, certainly the God of this country, apart from the imaginary sky daddy of Christianity, the God of this country oh my. is dollars and cents. And at all costs, including the cost to self, to family, anything else, we will suppress the truth if it conflicts with our silly little religious beliefs that there's some sky daddy that we will pray to after a catastrophe happens that if we are going to be consistent was caused by this sky daddy or that happened when he knew it. So we are dealing with people that have the mentality of 10 year olds in all of their silly, blessed little religious belief systems. I say that because what does it rest on? Why is it so taboo to say religion is a pile of crap that it has no substantiation in proven fact? Well, the events in the Bible, yeah, so events happened in Jerusalem or here or there. It doesn't make the rest of this silly story, pardon me, real. Now, if you want to give me for, look, I'm an equal opportunity offender. We have a book on our site written by a real nice thick book, The Buddhist Deception, for people that think the Dalai Lama is some saint when he's really a, a supporter of terrorism, literally, and Lamaism, which is a brutal, brutal, uh, chauvinistic form of Buddhism that, and, and Tibetan Buddhism, they, they, they persecute women and children. They do horrible crap. You don't hear about it because Hollywood celebrities thinks this guy walk, you know, walks on the air, let alone water. Then you, and you've got, I, you know, my background. I open the Old Testament to look at stuff and go, holy cow, this God of love and mercy is a genocidal terrorist and kill every man, woman, child, and infant in their mother's arms without mercy. That's in a holy book. Then you get to the silly thing where a guy supposedly, ah, I so loved my only beloved son, conceived with a virgin, go ahead and figure that one out, that I decided that the cool thing would be to to get him tortured unto presumable death by a bunch of savages so that his death would be, he would die to save everybody from their sins, even though most of humankind hasn't been born for 2,000 years and they weren't around to commit them. I mean, am I really insulting anybody if I call into question this stuff? And the thing that I I had a recent blog about, the Catholic Church, 330,000 children in France alone in this period of 70 years, molested and abused by these perverts, these pederasts, these guys that walk around dressed like it's Halloween. Why is there a Catholic church standing on any street corner or in the middle of any block anywhere in the world? What kind of insanity? And listen. It's madness. You're right. This is a drop in the bucket, Michael. This has gone on for centuries. There are millions of people. Young people, women and children who've been abused, killed throughout history. We knew nothing about their bones were scattered or buried. This is a travesty. This is a degeneration. And anybody today 
that's, that is donating a penny, that isn't at the forefront of saying, now, this is, should be the first of the churches that will raise to the ground, get out any artifacts anybody wants, if it's crap, get it, uh, because this, this thing's going down. This is a symbol of perversion, degeneration, sadism, sexual abuse, violence towards women's And we, we're celebrating with the, this guy that dressed up gets to wander around and wave his fingers and, and people are bowing down to him. If this doesn't tell you, that this world has been captured, a significant portion of it, by an absolutely delusional imaginary story based on some truth, by the way, that they co-opted to enslave people. I don't know what it takes, but you know, somebody want to tell me that I'm blaspheming a bunch of perverts? And you're going to bring your child to, to dunk it in water with one of these guys who's sitting in a back room when he's not and he sits and listens to another person confess sins quote unquote and to, then he'll absolve him by telling you repeat some mumbo jumbo now you're absolved. what happened to the person that those sins were committed against why isn't right. that person instead of wasting his time sitting with some pervert in a dark room that's true why has he gone to make it right if possible with a person who's he's committed these things that's against. true yeah. what kind of lunacy the Catholic Church has, um, the, so, yeah, yes, the Catholic Church has fallen uh, to a path that I, I don't think can ever recover, to be honest with you. But, you know, most people sort of, um, turn, turn the other cheek when it comes to the Catholic Church and what they believe. But, you know, no one's perfect, I guess. No, it, no, it's that the fact that this is a, 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 an organization, a business. You know, people have been killed who dealt into the Vatican holdings, including popes, by the way. That, yes, sir. Feel that because this is a multi-billion-dollar, if no, not more, organization that owns properties that has, you know, art treasures and texts that will never see the light of day. And this is what it's about. So when you have politicians and Nancy Pelosi's and the rest going over to visit, you know, ill papa, ill meaning sick and papa being yes. the word potatoes. Well, you've got them going over there. They are courting, they're doing business. Make no mistake about it. They're taking orders. They're getting compensated. That's the reality of this. You, the politicians, it, unless they are of another Religious persuasion, they don't go against the church because the church owns them too. Yes. And of course, uh, Bill Clinton, no different, by the way. He, no. Yes. He, he was also, um, in the hospital just recently, by the way. I know. For sepsis, quote unquote. Well, look, you know, look, uh, I don't know. You know, we can, I don't want to rail against, I, I don't make a, a big part of my career really railing against religions. Uh, I pointed out, um, Meyer has pointed this stuff out and far more than anybody knows about religion because he's connected to the, the most uh, profound and accurate historical information about every religion on this earth. And he is not shy about speaking up because very much connected to the Meyer context are the prophets of the past, meaning Enoch, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Emmanuel, the real person, the real name of the real person upon which they falsified the imaginary Jesus Christ, for not which one book biography exists. And then you have Muhammad. Yeah, Muhammad and Meyer. They were all, and are with Meyer, 
contact people for the Pleiaren who came here to try to help get this primitive planet to not go in the direction it did, but they can't, you know, they can't force it on us. They could, they brought the truth and the teaching, and of course, the greedy, power-hungry people corrupted it, turned it into various religions. We have Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism is a different story, but all of these things, this is what controls people here. This and the absolute idiocy of politics that is so mind-numbingly stupid that I cannot... So it would be fair, it would be accurate to say that you believe religion is a social construct. Well, it is. Yes, it's not a quote-unquote divine construct, because if you want to talk about what the go beyond the gods of religions, when there were any beings behind that, they were extraterrestrial humans who came here and lorded it over primitive earth human beings. And, you know, imaginary saviors and saints and all the rest, demons and devils created by human beings to control people, to make them fearful, to keep them from looking for truth, to keep the secret sciences from them, the true power of the human being, what they have within them. These things are known by what you call the evil elite or the the higher levels of certain religions. They know how to control people because they know how the truth really works with thinking. And that's what they keep from their little flock of, you know, m m stupid sheep, people who willingly succumb to this or who have been forced into these belief systems and never realize that they are enslaved, that the power of their own minds exceeds that of any of these parasites. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of these folks that we're talking about are perfectly possessed. They have no idea that they have fallen so far down the road that they too probably can never recover in this world. I, I see lots of folks out there. Mr. Horn, you know, with lights on, no one home. There's no fire in the eyes anymore with lots of folks out that I, that I see out there in the world. It's quite sad. Quite so. You're right. And, and look, you know, we can, I, like you throw stones at something here, or, you know, throwing stones at a mountain. The, the, the right thing to do when we realize, and we agree, we know this is so, and many of your listeners, I'm sure, know it's so. Well, people say, well, what are you supposed to do? Well, my answer is very simple. You turn to study what's called the creation energy teaching, which is older than anything in this system, uh, meaning literally this planetary or, you know, solar system. And this is the teaching of this creation, this entity of consciousness itself that has created. It's not a deity. There's no deities here. We cannot fathom what creation is. We can just try to learn how it works so that we can approach understanding what is a universal consciousness that created itself and everything within this physical construct of this creation, this universe. What is this about? What are the Well, some of them we know. We just ignore them. The law of cause and effect. But how does that work on every level? How does it work inside of each of us on a daily moment-by-moment -moment basis? If we knew that, We'd be creating lives for ourselves and individually and collectively to outstrip any of the silly preoccupations. That's true. Yes, a lot of people worry about shit that really doesn't matter, Mr. Horn. That's it. It's but sad. That's why this thing called the Billy Meyer context is so suppressed, so attacked. Because the powers that be of this world, and there are many that know this is going on, 
and that it's real. And it represents the liberation of humankind. Let me just add really quickly to you. Um, I'm quite sure you're probably well aware, but, you know, Mr. David Sarita, a guest that has been on this program many, many times before, you know, he is quite um, a quite uh, a believer and supporter of the Billy Meyer contacts. Yeah. And pardon me for saying it as far as I know, because I knew, haven't seen David in 15 years or more, whatever, but he seems to be very lost in religious delusions and Mother Mary and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, that's part of, yeah, he's, 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 he claims that he has seen Christ uh, yeah, in a meditate. How do you do that when there is no Christ? How do you do that? You have to go into what happened in, in your own consciousness state. to take on a belief system about a, a being who never existed. Oh my. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. People get offended. So, and I've said this to people. That's okay. People get offended all the time here. Oh, good. We're equal opportunity. Offenders. Yeah, that, that's so, what they're here for. You know, get on, to get to get offended. Well, look, I've said to people, give me one, look, give me two, just for the sake of balance, biographies of a man named Jesus Christ who lived in the Middle East during this period of time by by a contemporary, not things written afterwards when they were fabricating all these gospels and shit. Give me biographies written because we've got biographies of people, you know, going back to pre, you know, BC. We've got right. all these rulers. And yeah. We've got these biographies. So how about give me a biography? So one person tried what they, they did is they, they sent me, what was it? Something, one of the gospel. I said, no, 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 not religious stuff, not the religious stuff. Send me a biography written by a contemporary of the most famous man that ever lived, who's running around walking on water and performing miracles and raising the dead. Good gosh, somebody, I think there was one friend of mine told me there were about 60 biographers during that time, historians rather, historians yes. writing at that time. Somebody must have met Jesus Christ along the way after all. No. I mean, you no. know, if, if, if this entity is true, I mean, if they are ever so powerful as, you know, they claim he is. She, whatever you want to make of, of, of Elohim here, as, as they say. Well, shouldn't he be able to convince us all? Well, here's the deal. Of his existence, or is yeah. that cheating? Is that against some sort of um, made-up stipulation that we aren't aware of? If you, here's what you might factor in here. Billy Meyer and an ex-Greek Orthodox priest named Issa Rashid in 1964 co-discovered documents. They were in the form that they discovered them. They were... Uh, scrolls. They were written in Aramaic. They were wrapped in resin encrusted animal skins and buried in an ancient tomb on the outskirts of old Jerusalem. This is all documented stuff. And the Greek Orthodox priest read Aramaic and he spoke German as well. And he was entrusted with translating this. A portion of it did get translated and reached Meyer, and it's known today as the Talmud Emmanuel. Oy vey. Pardon me? I said oy vey. Yeah, oy vey indeed. And it turns out that this man, there was a man named Emmanuel, and he had a scribe named Judas Ishkariath. There was also the son of a Pharisee named Judas Iscariot. Very close names, but they were two different people. And it was the scribe Judas Ishkariath who transcribed ah, the real yes. teaching of Emmanuel, which mm. was discovered then and translated and is available today. When it came out in an English translation, 
few decades ago, there was a, a very wonderful man named James Deardorff. Uh, he was a professor, and uh, comparative religion was one of his specialties. He learned about it. He got the first English translation and says, aha, looks to me to be another Bible hoax. Let me add it. When he finished his research, he published a book called Celestial Teachings, out of print now, but a very interesting book. Sentence by sentence, he went through the Talmud Emmanuel in that translation, which has since been updated and refined a bit, but he compared it to the known translation of the book of Matthew, and he showed that the Talmud Emmanuel resolved over 350 contradictions about a hundred and some, maybe 150 weren't even known when the Talmud Emanuel was published, resolves these contradictions. And not only that, made sense. Instead of all this mystical fairy stuff flying around in the air business. I have here. heard of this book, by the way. Yes. First published back in 1990. Yeah. I see it you now. See, yes. You have a copy of it or you say you're but, looking. I, yeah. I just looked it up online, but I do remember seeing this before. I do remember this cover right here. Um, yeah. Right. This is a very. Um, sort of famous book cover, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, I remember this book. The thing about it that's so fascinating, really, when you read the tale, the final translation came out a couple of years ago, and it's just full of additional historical information from Meyer and the play Aaron about the religions, about the time. Oh, just a fantastic book. This man lived, and he did give a sermon on the mountain. He was crucified, but... The details about how he survived the crucifixion, what happened to him afterwards, going on to live and teach and die ultimately at the age of 111 in India, and the documentation that shows that there was a great teacher who came to Srinagar, India, who had been crucified in his own – I mean, people are – Walking around thinking, oh, this guy, he just floated. What happened was Gabriel was a play Aaron of the time, and he was a contact person for Emmanuel. He brought him to India. Remember all the missing years and times of Jesus nobody knew about? Lots of missing when, time, lots of hallucinations on psychedelics, I would have to imagine. Well, he didn't do psychedelics. What he did well, was— Well, they didn't know about it. They, they didn't think of it as a psychedelic. I think lots of these— um. Lots of these visions and, you know, what these um, visions they had were, you know, hallucinations from drugs they were consuming. They had, they had well, no idea. Not in terms of the prophets in this lineage, so that people will know. Yes. No drugs here, by the way. No, yeah. This was a whole drugless thing as it was going back to Enoch, Elijah, Jerry. You know, it's we're talking about in the Bible specifically, you know. Well, what happens here, if you look at this, which the Bible's got based on and all sorts of screwy stuff put in to make the truth just incomprehensibly ridiculous. The Playaran ancestors going back 13,500 years working with Enoch at that time, the original Enoch, and the subsequent prophets showed them things, took them and showed them through time travel as well. As Meyer has been shown things through time travel, they didn't need to create hallucinations. Now, the way some things got told originally in the symbolic way they were t recounted or falsified as well, you would think that they're very, you know, like hallucinatory things. But you go back to the predictions, prophecies and predictions of Enoch and Jeremiah. They're speaking about very specific things. When Jeremiah speaks about the might across the ocean that wanted to dominate the world and that all that is left, left of it is muddy swamp. And he's describing the formerly present 
formerly United States of America. All that is left of it is muddy squamp. And he describes how this came about. And when Enoch or Henoch even before him explains how this will come about and the kinds of weapons that will be used by the Russians and the Chinese, the weather weapons that will create hurricanes across the North American continent of unprecedented ferocity and destruction, the fire cylinders that will travel and follow the hurricanes. We have set ourselves up through our absolute imbecility here. This country, you have to remember, its foundation was mainly people who were criminals fleeing from Europe, mainly, who were criminals, who were outcasts. These were not the higher echelon of European society by any stretch of the imagination. Over 27 million indigenous people slaughtered by these criminals in the process of taking over and claiming this country for themselves and the shame, the unimaginable shame, the, the slavery that was, this is not a glorious history. Meyer has the history of the U.S. for those who can take it and who aren't involved in this dopey fantasy. Yes, we were all slaves. Yes. It, it, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a pretty picture. But what are we talking about? Let's fast forward for a moment. To yes. Now. Let's fast forward, and let me just quickly add, uh, Mr. Horn, why are the Pleorans so interested in the fate of humanity? A couple of re real simple answers. They themselves, now this is according to the information of the case. There are things I can't prove, but you can sure. contemplate if they exist. No worries. I mean, this is all a fantasy that one guy, Billy Myers, managed to put together. My hat is off to Meyer. How do you do this? And that it's impossible. Okay, so let's just say, why these alleged purported extraterrestrials? They come from a history going back many millions of years when their ancestors were already Space traveling, gigantic, Star Wars on steroids, space warriors. In their history, their own worlds, they created as much mayhem amongst themselves as they did out in the universe when they could find a world and dominate or destroy it or whatever. And it wasn't until a bit over 52,000 years ago that they got assistance from more spiritually advanced beings in the universe who help them to settle down, to start to prioritize their consciousness, evolution, their spiritual development. And it's been, they claim, 52,000 years and change of peace since that time, where they went through their own wars, their own terrorism, even some religions they create, crazy crap. And so as beings who have over the past 52,000 years, not only settled themselves down, but accelerated their evolution and had a great deal of help in consciousness and technology. I mean, they come from some pretty high-tech stuff. Then it's a kind of universal law, and we see it even in our own world, think about it, where the more advanced have a, an obligation, if they are free to reject it, but otherwise an obligation to assist the lesser developed beings. 
who are at a level of consciousness development where they can receive some help. It doesn't mean they can receive contact, real contact, because you have to be a space traveling race already to have open contact with a more advanced space traveling race. Oh, isn't this guy? No, this comes through one man. He is that we come back to the very earliest questions you asked. He, because of his history, his spiritual history, the history of his, all this stuff that people are free to look into, they can dismiss it or not, but he's able to do this gig. None of us could meet with these people. We blow each other out. Our vibrations are too dissimilar. We are, we are not close enough, vibratorily speaking, consciousness, evolutionarily wise, to conduct any kind of interaction. We would provoke fear in these people. We would provoke fear. We would have fear in ourselves and violence would erupt in us towards them. That's how it works. If you don't think that's so, folks, go to some big megacity in our country where if you go out at night and you get into wherever they're dealing those drugs and shooting each other on site, whoever those bang gang and gang bangers are, Go out there, park your car somewhere and walk down the street and start whistling because you're a nice, highly evolved love and peace human being and see how long you survive when you encounter others who don't vibrate at that frequency. Doesn't matter the race, doesn't matter the culture. If they're out there doing that stuff and you have already left behind, so, so you believe that kind of stuff in you, Watch what happens when those vibrations come into contact with each other. So what we're told here is the play Aaron, they have this self-obligated mission. They accepted it. They have a man on earth who is a, if you will, a spiritual descendant of the earliest prophets, Enoch, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Emmanuel, Muhammad, and Meyer, all carrying the same ever-evolving spirit form, all with access to the history of this universe. They can tap into things that we can't even imagine, and it would just seem like it's beyond sci-fi for us. Yes. They don't walk around pounding their chest. They say, here is what I have been told. Here's what I know. Here's what I have to offer. This is what these people have brought forward. This is what I bring forward. Here it is. Do with it what you will. And by the now, way, let me quickly ask, um, is the Meyer story all about fact and nothing about like, let's say there's no symbolism or metaphors used at all. Everything's just sort of blunt, you know, just for, you know, th those that are new. There are, since the spiritual teaching does go back, the creation energy teaching goes back to the earliest prophets where they spoke in parables. Ah, okay. That was, you know, part of the stuff where you speak yes. in a way that the people of the time understand. If you sow these seeds, mm. you dummies, hello, pay attention. So nowadays, you can still speak about a metaphor like sowing seeds, but you understand it much more immediately because we are in a time when we can incorporate metaphors that mean in contemporary language, very specific things, but they don't talk. This is not a metaphor. Uh, you know, Nostradamus, the, the yes. bird will fly, the chicken will. Yeah. This is about the destruction of the World Trade Center. The WTC by terrorists will be only the beginning of even you know worse things that are will be unbelievable to the people of Earth. That's in this. They tell you the events in many cases, though, some cases they tell even when they'll happen, not all of the time. They spell it out because we're dummies. I mean, since Meyer was 10 years old, he's been specifically foretelling 
the environmental destruction. He's 10 years old. He talks about. Why, Bill, why Billy Meyer, though? Why, why was he chosen for sure. this? Well, as I was just alluding to, a, you know, a heritage, if you will. Yes, sir. Lineage, there, this goes back way beyond even the 13,500 years ago. It goes back, again, according to the information in the case, the story. I don't know that we can do anything with the story, but here it is. Literally billions of years ago in another star system, in the Lyra or Lyra area mm. of the universe. Yes. There were already evolving people. There was a highly evolved leader whose name was Nokodimeon. He was the leader of many peoples on a number of planets who had evolved, who were following these evolutionary creational laws. He continued his evolution till he entered into what's called the High Council, where this is the first plane where the fine, where you have finally transitioned out of physical incarnations and no, you're not going to the fifth dimension, people. You're not ascending. Forget that warmed <laughs> over Christianity crap. You're not ascending. That's billions of years from now. So he had gone through all of that evolution as an embodied human being, moved into what's called the high council and the Andromeda galaxy where the beings are in kind of a shimmery semi-material form, but they're not a flesh and blood any longer. And then there's a very long period of time, millions of years, of learning and development in the High Council before the transition into what's called the lower levels, if you will, of the true spiritual levels, planes, and that is called Arahat Athersata. There's a brilliant book from that level. You read that book, and boy, do you see life differently. It's just so refreshing, so brutally direct and wonderful. So that spirit form, the Nokodemon spirit form, then ultimately through a long time, we're talking very long periods of time here. We don't even know that the universe has existed this long. Oh, sorry, it's been here 14, but yeah, okay, fine, thanks. Um, so then that Nokodemian spirit form enters into that lower level of our Athersata. And a unique thing happens that only happens once in any universe, where a spirit form that enters that level is offered the option to go back into material existence. Oh boy, how can I can barely wait for this. <laughs> and to become a truth bringer, a prophet on the material worlds in that universe that are still struggling through very primitive levels of evolution and very violent stages and very misled stages. And so that spirit form nodded its head, its virtual kind of flimsy, you know, immaterial head and said, I'll do it. And it came back through certain processes that are, they're all, this is all described how this works in the spirit, you know, this teaching. It's very interesting where that spirit has to be actually throttled down to the level that it, it could exist at again in the, third, you know, dimensional physical universes. And it went back to its peoples that subsequent to Nokodemian's departure from those worlds had gone astray. They had become very warlike, materialistic. They were back into a very degenerating consciousness level. He came back to those peoples to pull them back into the proper creational energy evolutionary path. 
They were warlike. They were revolutions. He created what's called, this is very important, the peace combat troops, global peace combat troops, which were a combination of human and robotic or android warrior forms to bring to peace with the least amount of violence those who had gone astray. And there are very strict rules for this. And basically the methodologies are usually to try to capture and imprison those who are the you know wrongdoers, but not to execute and torture, you know, the way we do in our religiously, politically polluted world. We want to punish and get vengeance is mine, that all that stuff. So what the way it works is you gain control over the ringleaders and the people, those who cannot willingly go, you know, and, and realize they're in the wrong direction. And they are imprisoned in a way in which they are provided with all of the evolutionary teaching and the means for supporting themselves, the shovels and the seeds, on same-sex worlds where they cannot, uh, you know, cause more trouble. And they're given the opportunity for that incarnation to study and get things right. So as the spirit in its next incarnation, when the spirit reincarnates, which is the law of reincarnation, the next time it will have gained some benefits, it can then incarnate in a personality, in a human being, on a world in which that uh, human human life forms are at a commensurate level of development so that it can come in and have the benefit of not bringing forward all of the unresolved stuff of the, you know, there still can be things in there that have to be worked out. So what we're really saying here is this spirit form goes back he helps these worlds straighten out, and then with the help of some of the advanced extraterrestrials, including the ancestors of the Pleiaren, they task going and finding worlds where it is appropriate for that leader to incarnate into those worlds, that, that prophet, and for the extraterrestrials to work with him or her, in some cases, and to help to, again, bring the truth to these people. That's what this mission on Earth is about. And that's why it's so difficult, because of many other factors as to who the ancestors of many Earth people are. The other planets that were inhabited in the system, and where the, I mean, this is beyond Star Wars, truly. And people can reason their way through things. They can say at the end of it, well, that's an interesting story, but I can't prove it. And then you say, well, that's true. But how about study the teaching then and see what you do by testing this teaching out, trying to implement it in your own life. Right. And that's what this is all about. Bottom line, it's not about the UFOs. It's not about the extraterrestrials. It's about us. And our future survival, because it really is threatened, we could literally, in this case, we could annihilate ourselves. We are on that path. And the core reason, unbridled overpopulation, no, they're not the ones trying to wipe us out. Meyer warned about that. There's going to be people trying to pull this extermination thing. How much time do we have left, Mr. Horn, in terms of... a few minutes before... I've got to go and eat dinner, and we can always do more. If you want to save that no, no. story, no, I was, I was referring. Yes, I know we have to wrap it up pretty soon here, but I meant, how much time do we have left on Earth? Oh. I meant. <laughs> okay, I hope it's more than a few minutes. Anyhow. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. 
Uh, that really is 2030. I'll give you an example here. There is, first of all, in 2029, there will be the first approach of asteroid Apophis. NASA claims to discovered it in 2004, you know, 2004. Meyer verifiably publishes the first warnings in 1981. It's a real danger to this world. It will either impact this world, 2029 or 2036, unless our scientists come together and do the proper kind of deflection. That's a looming thing for us because if and when if that hits then as opposed to when most people think it well if it hits it's 2036 maybe but if it hits in 2029 that will be worldwide upheaval it, well, it just, check this out really quickly uh mr horn i'm sure you'll find interest in this you know just recently and it seems like it was this is uh, happening more than just um that one time i thought uh evidently there is an asteroid bigger than the um, Giza pyramid, and now they're saying there are a series of these asteroids heading heading towards Earth that they're going to pass by. Not exactly hit us, but they will be passing by um, rather close. And yes, the size of the Giza pyramid, pretty goddamn yep. big. Well, in, in, even in the Meyer material that we haven't gotten to discuss yet, and it's, I'm not as worried about it because they have said in certain periods, I think 2050, there's there are other large asteroids coming towards Earth. That is true. And the Pleiades have basically given us a very simple answer, and some of the scientists recognize it. But NASA, of course, is very resistant because of whatever their reasons are. So the thing is, the other date, 2030, that's the projected date when we hit 10 billion people on Earth. Um, that is point of no return, quite possibly. If we hit 10 billion people, the atmospheric collapse, everything. And this has happened before. For and what about the vaccine? Do you, some say that that's actually a, an acceleration for the world leaders, leaders to start, you know, thinning the herd out? Well, Meyer, you know, I keep saying Meyer, they began speaking about the dangers of the vaccines that we develop on Earth, well, I don't know, 1952. I've got a whole page on this stuff. And he, they were very precise about it. And then even in one particular contact from some time ago, Meyer said about the whole irresponsibility of the vaccines he observed in the time travel. Remember I said that they. this yes. is one of the things that they foresaw, the pandemic and the vaccines. And they said, Meyer says, I watched as the suffering and the times when tens of thousands of people will die or suffer from the vaccines. Unambiguous statement. We started warning a year ago, December, that they were on the wrong path of development for the, the vaccines, the things that should have been done. Now, was that whole thing then done deliberately by the so-called elite? Not necessarily. I, I am, I stay away from that part of it I hear you. because I already know from the Meyer material. Yeah. He talked about the extermination that the elite will try to do by developing DNA weapons and, and engineering viruses. This is in this material. Whether this is uh, one of those events or not, it, it doesn't matter. This is a deadly, deadly thing. And thank goodness there are people speaking up and fighting back. Right. But More vaccinated people are dying of COVID, by the way, than those that are unvaccinated. The danger now is greater with the vaccinated. They are shedding the virus. They are the main 
spreaders, the main hidden spreaders, are the vaccinated. And this has been made clear in the Meyer material. They've even endorsed some of the uh, the things that Stu Peters and others have put up talking about this. This, I, I've said, and as I said earlier, that I think November is the beginning of a very bad time when things will, but this will proceed. Yes. The consequences of those vaccinations for the people that have them may proceed for days, weeks, months, and years. People can drop dead in any of those periods of time. And of course, as Meyer already predicted, they will deny that there's any connection to the vaccinations when people suddenly for no reason are dropping dead. And they will find out, of course, those are the people who are vaccinated. So this is what human beings of Earth collectively in the mass consciousness have brought forward. There's nothing mystical about it. And we can try and make it into, oh, the conspiracy, this, and, no, it's your thinking, it's my thinking, it's all of our thinking. But do we want to, possibly, those people who are going to follow every conspiratorial thing, are you ready to look at the Meyer material? I was warning about Arizona, 5 million cases, now five cases, March 5th, 2020, well over a million point, whatever. When does it dawn on people that everything you need to know is here because if you would get some credible doctors and virologists, I tried to contact virologists on this, and I believe me, the Myers said they they talk, they said that the scientists of Earth are stubborn, they're arrogant, the leaders are absolutely incompetent. Yes, this could have been stopped three to eight months. Yes, you isolate, you don't go out, you you self isolate, you you don't travel, you don't go on mass transportation, you find ways to navigate that. If you go out, yes, you wear the proper masks. And stop carping about your goddamn freedoms because you don't understand with a communicable disease. Why do you think doctors and people put those masks on themselves? Do you think they're, they're going to say, my freedom to be a doctor, I'm going to go work with people with a highly contagious communicable disease and don't tell me I have to wear a mask. Why are people so damn stupid? This is stupidity. If we'd bit the bullet and said, wait a minute. What could be wrong with isolating ourselves from any possible contamination? Mr. Horn, very um, fired up here. Because it's still going on, Michael. Oh, yes. All of the imbeciles, look, most of the imbeciles on the right are the ones who carping, taking away my freedom. No, you really need freedom to contaminate and be contaminated. Can you think your way into the realities of isolating yourself, protecting the breath, can put something in protest? How dumb are you, folks? Sorry. You're stupid. And you're going to carp about all this and you're going to define, well, we're not putting up with this. We're going to get together by the thousands and show that crazy little virus that we're not going to be pushed around by it. How many cases do they admit to already of deaths? And, and that's underrated, that 700 and whatever, 37,000. The, the worldwide death rates are underrated. All of this, and even the CDC admitted it, this is out of control still. And the vaccinations? No, it's going to be more chaos. But people are stupid. Try and make a case with an intelligent virologist as to why people should get together in crowds, why doctors should operate and, and literally and be walking around in highly, uh, you know, at risk hospital and medical environments without protective gear. What's the matter with people? Bite the bullets. Stay away from other human beings. Protect yourself and them in case you might be carrying something. And if everybody would just do it, I told people I was writing in the state, please don't reopen your schools. Don't reopen the restaurants. Don't reopen the bars. Don't reopen the gyms. No, 
the, the monkey brain governor of this state who doesn't know which way the thing, he's always bowing to political economic pressure. So now we've got it in this state, COVID cases among children. Oh, we don't have any cases. I was told that I was spreading this information by someone at a, at a child care facility last year. when I said, please don't reopen. Oh, what do you know? It's everything. See, everybody, it's all dollars and cents. It's hard. Nobody takes it away. It's hard. But blame your political system where you've allowed these absolute warmongering parasites to suck down trillions of dollars instead of protecting the people and providing for the proper medical services, medical systems, medical facilities with with hermetically sealed quarantines and proper medical care for your civilians. That is the priorities. Don't wave your goddamn flag in my face. Don't show me your stupid Bible. This is what goes on here. We don't have any actual enemies which within, what, 4,000 miles on either coast? And we made them. And they are going to come now that we've pushed it. This is what this country has turned into. Sorry. Sorry. I'm old enough to say it. I don't care what people think about it. Other people have said this long before me. Said it better. Huh. But what is it with stupid people? Get, if you're going to be on the Internet, ladies and gentlemen, then use it to learn something instead of following every single dumb thing and every person pushing some paranormal or conspiratorial bullshit they can't prove. Here it is. Every I put up a COVID test. Take that test and you will see we published Meyer's information, and Meyer published all this stuff before anybody else. And you folks get just too arrogant and too stupid to pay attention. Now, if you're offended by that, then go prove me wrong. Jump into it. If you can find out where we're making it up or anything wrong here, then hit me between the eyes. But I'm sorry. Yes, a very lively interview here with Mr. Horn. And ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank you, Michael, for being a part of the program. Always a honor and pleasure. I know we have to sort of wrap it up here. It's um very unfortunate. You know, I can talk to you for another hour quite easily, but, you know, we were here for a good time, not a long time, as they say. And, yes, I saw the link there. Thank you. I, I will definitely post that up, by the way. Yeah, check all of that stuff out. I mean, I'll send you one more body of links here. Go ahead. That more to the case. I just sent you links that are primarily some of the COVID stuff, including that test that I've been talking about. So, look, folks, if, you, you know, you've got a guy here, Michael, that's taken the heat and he, he's willing to – you know, take the heat and say, okay, well, if you don't like me over here, I'm going to go over there. Good. You know, then support him and support yourselves. If he's been willing to host, you know, me just telling what I have to tell, there's nothing to believe. Find out for yourself. And if you find that there's truth here, feel free to share. If you, you think there's something that is, then you contact me, confront me, challenge, question. I'm always willing to learn and to discuss it. I am willing to be so polite with anybody that wants to say, I don't think this is so. Can you prove this? Can you show me how I can find it out? So, Michael, I thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much, my friend. Always a honor and pleasure to have you on the program. We will do this again very soon, Mr. Horn. Good. My pleasure. All right, Mr. Horn. Take care, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Good night. And there he goes, boys and girls, a very, very fired up Mr. Michael Horn. And of course, as we take it home here tonight, and before I pull this Larry Silverstein style, I do want to thank all of you out there who have been listening here on the podcast rendition of this program. 
I appreciate it, yes. And, of course, the international listeners out there, thank you very much for hanging tight and supporting the program all this time. And, of course, you out there on the Patreon series. That's patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Yes, and that is where gold falls from the sky. Stay safe, everyone, no matter where you are. On this island Earth, I'm Michael Deacon, and with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.